Hello, and welcome to the Joe Mel Show. I'm Joe. I'm, I'm Melissa. <laughs> and uh, we are coming at you from our couch today. We're going to talk about something. You probably saw the title. We're going to talk about how to declutter your life in different areas. And uh, Melissa, how did we get started on this conversation? Well, I had a friend just ask me a couple weeks ago, hey, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, not really. Do you I, usually do New Year's resolutions? Not normally, no. no. Okay. Well, I feel like I have the same ones every single year. It's eat healthier, mm-hmm. exercise more, and just grow closer to God. I feel like as long as those three things it's like every Christian priority, every list, Christian adults New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but after I thought about it more, I was thinking, you know, I think I do actually have a New Year's resolution that I want to try and that not try, but I want to do this year, and that was just to be less materialistic. Okay. I follow this uh, account on Instagram. And I think it's called Space for Simplicity. I'm not really sure. I'll have to look it up again. But she talks about just living a minimalist lifestyle. And it's really challenging to me because I tend to, you know, I really like shopping. I really like um, having new clothes to wear. You know, I like, you know, I like buying things. I feel like most most of us can relate to that, just Mm -hmm. wanting to buy things. And she, she really is challenging. And she says... That a lot of times we already have what we need. We just tend to clutter our lives with things we think we need because it's on sale or because, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that we're given and we just never get rid of it because there's sentimental value to them or, you know, we just hold on to things so much. And I just felt like after looking at that account, you know, spending time with the Lord, I just really felt like, that's something he wanted me to focus on this year is to really declutter my life and just be less materialistic and not care about everything that I don't have, you know, going with the latest trends or, you know, just finding, you know, oh, I know my kids will really enjoy this. I'm going to buy it and they're going to play with it for just a couple of hours. And then eventually it just ends up in the trash, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've just really been challenged in that area. And so as I thought about it more, I'm like, you know, that really would be a good resolution for me this year is to really focus on, of course, growing closer to God, but just not allowing things to pile up in my life, both, you know, in reality, but also just uh, in just every area of my life, spiritually, emotionally, just being more willing to let things go and not hold on to mm-hmm. things as much. That's good. Yeah, would you say that uh, we've always lived in small houses since we've been married? Yeah. Would you say that's maybe helped you become less materialistic or do you feel like you've had to, um, just like what's your progression? Do you feel like you've you started out one way and you're becoming another? Or do you feel like you've always had a strong, <clears throat> what am trying to say? Have you had to grow in that area? I have. I mean, before we got married, before we had kids, you know, it was just me living the single life. Mm-hmm. And I loved buying stuff. I loved going shopping. I mean, I still do really enjoy those things. But I think as I've grown as a person, and even in my spiritual walk with God, I re- realized those things don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really being eternity-minded. 
by hoarding these things and thinking if I get just if I would just get this jacket in a different color or if I would just get these shoes in a different color or you know then my collection would be complete it's kind of like that song that little mermaid song I don't know like when do you think my collection's complete you know it's just can you sing it for us? I've never no, heard no, it before. No, 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 I'm not going to actually sing it. Okay. But she's hoarding all these things that she really loves. Who is? The Little Mermaid. Okay. Ariel. Ariel, yeah. So that's what the song's about. So anyway. So I, I think that there was a time in my life where I did do that mm-hmm. a lot. It was just hoarding things, hoarding things, hoarding things. And then now that I'm married and have to share my space and... Now that I have kids and all of their stuff comes with it as well, I've realized like this stuff isn't important. Like the things that we even bought Silas and Naomi last year mm-hmm. are things we have already donated or we've gotten rid of or we've right. had thrown away. Like what we acquire here on earth, the wealth, so to speak, or the material items that we get, the clothes that we buy, the you know, anything, eventually it's we just lose interest right it's it's only for a season it's only for just a short amount of time that it holds our attention span but and and that's just not going to help our lives grow it's not going to complete our lives i've had to explain that to our kids when they just think well if i just had this toy if i just would get this next lego set if i would just get like if we're always chasing things Mm -hmm. we're just going to always end up empty right and so I think that's what the Lord is trying to teach me, like just to be content with what I have and not just keep thinking about what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next item I can buy. I think that's something that I've just, I've had to grow in. And as, as I've taken on more roles in my life, I've realized and I've been able to see, even from his perspective, like as a mom and him being my heavenly father, being a, you know, like a, a you know, our heavenly father, I've been able to realize like that's what he's trying to get across to me it's like these things won't complete you only i can mm-hmm. and so i think that's something like i've said that god is really trying to get me to focus on this year is that only he completes me and no matter how much stuff i try to acquire or whatever it's just it will i'll always have this void i'll always just be searching for the next thing right. so it just it's not worth to be materialistic and that's i think that's a uh, mindset we have to fight so much in our culture yeah because our culture is very driven by stuff and giving getting stuff when I mean, we just came out of christmas where we got mm-hmm. a ton of stuff and i had to be very selective about even making my list and really thinking about well what do i really need mm-hmm. like what's something that we could really use in this tiny space and what's and i, I try to to let it overflow into my gift giving. Like what could this person really use? I really try to be mindful of giving things in a thoughtful way and not just getting something just to, you know, check one person off my list. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, before the Christmas season really got rolling, um, well, I should say before I really got rolling in the Christmas season, I'm sort of a late, a late shopper and just by nature, I, I think you are definitely more apt to be thinking about gift giving and you have that heart of a gift giver. I have to really work at it and do it intentionally. But I listened to a podcast called Cautionary Tales and he was talking about the, um, the unintentional losses that happen 
with gift giving to where someone gives a gift and to the purchaser it may be worth fifty dollars that's what they paid for it but to the receiver if it's not something they really asked for or like you're saying it has some sentimental value but after a while it's like nah, i'd probably only pay twenty dollars for this well that's a net loss of thirty dollars for both of them and you know i was like wow that's that's so true I, I've, I've lived that especially when you think about when we got married, all the gifts that people gave us, you know, there was things in our registry that really wanted, things we thought we wanted that we right. realized we didn't really need. Yeah. There's also like someone just go out on a limb and, and give us something. And I thought, oh, that was really sweet of them. And I don't have a use for it. And it just became clutter in our house. And we moved into mm-hmm. a very small house. Uh, I remember you didn't even really have a closet. You had like, <laughs> you had like three drawers yeah. and like a three foot wide closet rod Which next to the closet. Full. And then I stuffed everything I owned in that closet next to it. I think you had a dresser as well. And we quickly realized, like, we can't just keep collecting these things. Yeah. And nor did I want to. You know, I I agree. I think decluttering our life and becoming less materialistic is always a good thing. I'm reminded of when Jesus sent out his disciples. He told them, don't take any food. Don't take extra pair of clothes. He said, just basically take what you have with you on your person and go. And the Lord will provide. And it was, he was teaching them how to live by faith, but he was also teaching them, I think, to not be so consumed with the earthly possessions they had, not to not to feel like, oh, I have to have everything perfect before I go out and do God's will. But instead, just Jesus was reminding them, like, I'm enough. You've got the message, now go. And he and God and Jesus was reminding them, I will provide a way for you. And he gave them instructions further on to do certain things if they accepted them or if they weren't accepted. But the point is, Jesus said, you. You don't need all that extra stuff, and that's powerful. And I think that we as Christians especially need to think, am I putting my energy into collecting earthly goods that are going to waste away, or am I putting my energy into the kingdom of God and into people who are eternal? And having that mindset of, hey, everything in the natural is just, it's good, and there's good things out there, but it's not the most important. What's most important is my relationship with God and with others. Like, that's a positive, healthy mindset. And I have to give you credit. This year, you've you've done a really great job of helping create Christmas lists for the kids and even for yourself, thinking what's important. And at this stage in our kids' lives, we have a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and they're all about to be the next stage up. They have spring birthdays, but you've been really good about reminding us like, hey, possessions are, are one thing, but experiences are another. And you did, you know, little things like asking for board games or buying them board games, buying them kits that they can play with, take apart and play with and take apart and play with and take apart. Those produce experiences, which I think are more long lasting than just a figurine. Or like you said, another part of a collection that's going to sit in a bin. You know, we, anyways, I just want to give you credit and say you did a great job on that. Thanks. And it, I mean, it's not easy because there, I was tempted at times to just go back and everything that I was really trying to avoid because I just wanted to see their expression. Mm-hmm. But I know that's so fleeting because that's like an emotion and we're not yeah. supposed to be driven by our emotions, by our feelings. And I just wanted to share uh, a verse that really, after I started talking about this resolution of being less materialistic, I was pointed towards Matthew six thirty one. And Jesus is talking to his disciples and saying, you know, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? 
What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And that's something that just keeps coming up. Like, because those are, it's so funny, because those are three questions I probably think about every day. What were the three questions? What, what, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, and what you will wear. Oh, yeah. We think about what you're going to eat all the time. I mean, those three really important questions, like, every day. And the Lord is saying, don't worry about those things. Yeah. And I know, like, when I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, these things will be added to me. Those aren't things that I have to constantly be thinking about. If I'm thinking about the Lord and if I'm putting my trust in Him and exercising my faith, I know these things will be added unto me. And so I just think I've just been really challenged to, by the Lord, like, am I not enough? Am I not enough? These material things, will they, do they mean more to you than I do? And that's such a big challenge because yes, I do love things and I love buying my kids things and buying you things, but that's that's not really being those are good. I don't want to say like buying stuff for other people is not good. Right. But it's just focus, you know, making sure your focus and is on the Lord and not on those things and what they will bring you. Yeah. Because you can't I I literally just asked Silas the other day, like, can you take these things to heaven with you. And he's like, that's no. Good. That's good. And it's never too early to start asking never, that question. It's never too early. He's six years old, but it's never too early. And I have to tell myself that, Melissa, can you take these boots <laughs> to heaven with you? No. Okay. So let's not waste time or even finances on them and really be thoughtful about what you're buying and what you're purchasing like if you really need it, if all of your boots are like worn out and you just mm-hmm. have to get another pair, fine. But don't just be very mindful of what you're spending your resources on when maybe God could be asking you to spend that money on something else to help mm-hmm. someone else. Absolutely. You know, it's it's sad sometimes to see what people in poverty prioritize. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I want to be careful how I say this, it's not uncommon for me at my school to see kids who, you know, complain about fees that the school might have either for technology or even for lunch. You know, we went with free lunch for a while. The United States government basically paid for everyone's lunch for mm-hmm. a year and a half after COVID. And so I've had some kids, you know, state some complaints maybe from them maybe from their parents and um it's just it's just kind of annoying to hear them complain about that while they're holding an iphone 13 in their hands you know it makes me think like obviously there was some choice made that said that you need the best of the best but your two dollars and 30 cents for lunch is out of the question or packing your own lunch is out of the question and you know i want to make sure that we guard against that mentality of i have to have the newest best of whatever you know, I think I was I was blessed to grow up with parents who valued um, hard work, who val- who valued quality over quantity, 
And my dad, I feel, I feel like when I was ready to order something online before I had, um, before I had my own debit card and things, which is another, it was a pivotal moment in my spending him as a teenager when I got my own debit card. But when I wanted to buy something online, I had to ask my dad to do it for me. And I would, I had to be prepared. I felt like a lawyer going into, to plead my case, um, because my dad was, was, was wise and he would say he wanted to make sure i didn't spend waste my money is what he was doing right so he'd ask me do you do you have this game already do you have a game like this for some reason it was like video games that i wanted to buy all the time or do you have are you going to use this you know is this is this the best price have you read reviews on it and i would have like printed reviews like to show my dad like yes i've researched this and and he was he did a great job of teaching me to to think twice and three times before making an impulse decision. If you want to talk about someone who's opposite of impulse purchaser, it's my dad. You oh, know, yeah. he's, he's the, sure. he, he's, he maybe he, he, he thinks he, things through very well. He might err on the opposite side a little bit and be a little bit too, uh, you know, anyways, he's, he's, he taught me a lot of valuable lessons about looking for a good deal, looking, looking to make sure I don't waste my money and spend it on something that's going to be, uh, that I'll regret in the future. So I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it just reminds us that, you know, spending money freely and, and online shopping, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of pressure in our flesh to just be reactive and just buy whatever we want. And, you know, you see a good deal. I mean, even how they market things today with Amazon's prime days, they made up, they made up a holiday for themselves to sell more products. They, you know, how many, how many websites posted their black Friday deals November 1st. And they said, oh, this deal is only available for the next week or only for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Just That's to put pressure you. on people to buy, 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 buy. Um, I love what Jesus, when you're talking about not being not being consumed with what you eat and what you wear. Um, I can't remember which account it was, but in one of the miracles when Jesus fed the thousands of people, I can't remember which instance it was, uh, the disciples said, Jesus, um, everyone's hungry. You've been preaching and everyone's hungry. And Jesus said, okay, you give them something to eat. And they all, I imagine like they must have looked so surprised at that statement and must have looked at Jesus like he was ridiculous and out of his mind. They're like, Jesus, like even if we had a bunch of money, we couldn't buy food. There's no place to buy food. What are we supposed to do? What do you mean you give them something to eat? And Jesus says, okay, what do you have? And we got this fish, these loaves, and Jesus blessed it and fed everybody. He was like, no big deal, guys. Just trust God. Jesus was reminding them that uh, I brought them out here. I'm not going to let them starve to death. Like that would look right, bad, yeah, right? Yeah. That would be some negative press for Jesus if thousands of people were led to starvation through his ministry. But Jesus taught them a lesson like you, God will provide. And I think that's mm-hmm. important to remember. Um, even if you want, you know, it's it's good to have things you want. It's good to believe God for things that, you know, it's good to have desires and God wants you to have things to enjoy, but in, in a balanced way. And, right. and that's something that I want to talk about in a future episode is balancing, balancing out buying gifts for your kids and not being materialistic, balancing out, you know, being consumed, being caring, caring about what you eat and not caring too much about what you eat. And there's a, there's a whole, that's, that's different. Yeah. The whole life <laughs> lesson there, but I love it. I want to share, talking about decluttering, I want to talk about emotions in our minds because something else that can get cluttered up is our minds. And I know I've certainly had that instance where my mind is somewhere else and in, in, in the physical, I'm somewhere else. And I'm, I'm having difficulty focusing my mind on what is in the moment, what's important in that moment. And a lot of times it comes up as anxieties about the future, worries, concerns. Those are things that can clutter up your mind quickly. And I'm reminded of this verse in First Peter 5. 
verses six and seven, it says, purpose, sorry, that was my note. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. As the ESV, the ESV says anxieties, other versions say cares, are really the same thing. And I know for, sh- for certain I've seen students in my classroom where we're doing something <clears throat> and everything in their mind is preventing them from focusing. I might, I might ask them to do something very simple and the whole class is doing it and there'll be a student who just can't do it. And it's not because they have an inability. It's not because they have um, it's too difficult for them. It's because their mind is so preoccupied with something else. Or they've, they've been thinking and dwelling on what their friend said in a text message or, um, you know, the group chat they're in, how maybe they're being, feeling like they're being bullied or there's just so many things that can cause a teenager's life to feel cluttered in their mind. And it's, it's, it stops you. It freezes you up. It's like if you're in a room full of junk and you have to go from point A to point B, it takes a long time if you've got to maneuver around boxes like those houses and the there's a show about that right yeah, hoarders. hoarders like people in in that world it's it's hard for them to go open a window because they have to crawl and climb and scoot so one thing i want to remind remind all of us is to not become so consumed and cluttered in our mind that we can't focus on what is important and what god has called us to do there in that moment for sure and you know, that's something going back to like kind of what brought me to think about decluttering is that when we do let go of those things that really we need to, that it frees us up. Like it's very freeing. And the the account that, excuse me, <clears throat> that I follow, you know, is saying it'll be less cleanup for you later on if you let these things go and just really simplify your life and the toys the items that you have and really go through things that that uh you've you've just let build up you know we've got tons of even something as simple as like towels like you only need so many towels for each person and if you're hoarding like a hundred towels that's a hundred towels you're gonna have to fold every time you do laundry because you're just going to keep going through them, going through them, going through them. So she said, you really, you only need this many towels. And she kind of gives you like a, an outline of how many towels based on your household, anything. Anyway. So by decluttering it, it not only frees up, frees you up, but it just gives you, it gives you kind of gives you back your time, gives you back um, just your ability to, to do other things and, my goal would be the less clutter would be, you know, I'd be able to keep our place looking better because there would be less to put away. Like if you don't allow more toys to come into your house, that's going to be less toys you have to put away. Or you replaced old toys with new toys at birthdays and Christmas. You've been really good at that saying, Hey, we're going to donate some toys because we got Christmas coming up to make room for the new toys that we know we're going to be getting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that'll just really help in the long run. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you if you stuck with us this far. Appreciate you coming in, visiting our podcast. Um, like usual, if you like this podcast, be sure and subscribe to it on your podcast app of choice. 
uh, sometimes called following, depending on what type of podcast app you're using. Also, our Facebook page is The Joan Mel Show on facebook.com, and you can actually leave us a message there if you have suggestions or questions that you want us to address. Look forward to our next episode coming out a week from now, and we hope that you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you.